<coughs> Last week in the uh, gospel readings, we had the passage from Mark just before this one. And in that passage, James and John were rebuked by Jesus for their prideful desire to sit to the right and left of Jesus when he was in his kingdom, to enjoy Jesus' glory. So if you were here or you listened or watched online, you'll remember that the point made in that message was that that lesson, that particular section of the gospel, could be used as a lesson for those who are leaders in the church today. That the various scandals we see coming to light can be traced back to the sin of pride, and not being willing to set aside personal desires for the good of the kingdom of God. This week we pick up the very next verse in the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 10 and verse 46. And in this passage we shift our focus. We have a message which has some corollary to last week's, but it's a message to each and every one of us. To not just each and every one of us in the church, but to each and every person in the world. It's a message about people's needs, people's need for Jesus, Jesus' call to people, and then how we respond to that call. It's the story, as you just heard, of blind Bartimaeus. We will see in the story those in need of Jesus, the reactions of what we will what we will call bad Christians, people responding to Jesus and how to be good Christians. But before turning our attention to the passage, a question: Where do beggars? beg? Where do they go and set up for the day in order to try to get their handouts? It only takes a few seconds of thinking before we all realize they sit up on the side of the road, especially busy roads near intersections controlled by traffic lights. So the cars have to stop. It maximizes the number of people that they can beg from and it gives them set amount of time at each changing of the light to go from car to car. If you frequent certain intersections, you'll see the same beggars from day to day. They'll rotate around a little bit so they don't become completely familiar in any particular spot. But if you travel the same sections of town, you'll see the same people. It's because... They all set up in a similar manner in similar areas. Why? Because that's where the money is. It's how they make their living. Now, in the time of Jesus, they didn't have to worry about the maximum amount of time because people were walking. So you had them from the moment they were in earshot one direction to the moment they were leaving earshot the other direction. But the point is still, you need to be in a busy thoroughfare to maximize the number of people. That's exactly what blind Bartimaeus has done. Remember, Bar means son of. I'm making a point of pronouncing his name. 
It's Bar Timaeus, not Bartimaeus, as it's most frequently said. And that Bar Timaeus, the separation of the sounds, is a particularly important thing to remember once we get to our time to read about and study Jesus' trial and crucifixion when Pilate offers, do you want Jesus or do you want Bar Abbas? And we'll talk about that when we get there in the season of the church. But Bartimaeus is set up on a major thoroughfare. It's the main road. It's large enough for the great crowd that we just read about. It's a perfect place to beg. It's where Bartimaeus makes his living. It may be a desperate living, but he's making his living. Bartimaeus, being blind, heard that Jesus was passing and he called out to him, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He's making a living, but he knows that there is more to life. He knows that his life can be improved. He knows that the life he is living is not as it should be. This is the person in need of Jesus. And he can reflect or stand as an example for all people who need Jesus. Now it's easy to see it in the person of Bartimaeus. He's a blind beggar after all. Just about anybody can look at the situation and see that he is in need, that he lives in desperation. But just a little while earlier, also in the Gospel, according to Mark chapter 10, we read of the rich young man and how he came and he had everything, or at least it seemed as if, and yet he was still striving for something more, something that was missing, something that he knew was incomplete, something more to life. And today there are people who are living on the streets, and there are those who are living in mansions, and then there's all between those two ends of the spectrum. And no matter where in the spectrum a person finds themselves, there is, without God, something missing. Sometimes it's obvious, the person in abject poverty, and sometimes it's not. But without the fulfillment of God in their lives, they know that something is missing. Now they respond to that missing piece in a variety of ways. One particularly if you have the means, is to live life in great excess, being gluttonous. And I'm not just speaking about food. Rather, a habit of trying to fill that hole in their lives with the flashiest car, or clothes, or adventures, or vacations, or homes, or decorations. And we can just go on and on with options, things people buy to try to fill the gap in their life. Or maybe they try to medicate that missing piece away, either self-medicate or using a doctor's help, in order to get the pain of the missing piece to subside to numbness. Using drugs, whether illicit or illicit, and drunkenness and the futile attempt to feel better, when in reality the best that can happen is to feel nothing. The problem is that feeling nothing is followed by the pain of feeling even worse the next day and starting the whole cycle over again. Another 
People try all sorts of distorted behaviors to make them feel good. From people cutting themselves to intentionally risking their lives for the sake of a thrill to engaging in aberrant sexual activity, whether it be promiscuity, chasing one partner after another, or as the Bible describes it, exchanging the natural use for unnatural, engaging in sexual behavior with people of the same sex instead of the opposite. And tragically, some even go to the point of rejecting how they are created and systematically go through the process of changing the outward appearance through self-mutilation, changing the outside, but not the physical reality of who they are. All of this in the vain attempt to find what's missing in their life. They all know something is missing and cry out for what is missing to be filled. And sadly, all too often, the answer they latch on to and the answer given by the world cannot actually provide what's missing. This leads to depression, anxiety, anger, and all sorts of other mental disorders. These, in turn, lead to plunging further into dysfunction and in turn create more depression, anxiety, anger, and all the rest. Is it any wonder why the suicide rates among these populations are so high? Bartimaeus, being blind, heard that Jesus was passing and called out to him, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. If only all the people of the world in their desperation would call out the same, Jesus, Son of David, change my life. Jesus, Son of David, make me whole. It is, the Bible says, by Jesus' stripes that we are healed. Now, let's turn our attention to the crowd. Bartimaeus, being blind, heard that Jesus was passing and called out to him, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the people responded, Hush, be quiet. You're being a pest. We don't have time for you. Sit there. Out of our way. But the Gospel tells us that blind Bartimaeus called out all the more. And who were those people telling Bartimaeus to be quiet and to stop bothering them? Well, they were the crowd. They were Jesus' followers. They were the disciples. They were the very people who are called to share the Gospel, the good news, but instead were excluding the one in need from it. And this behavior didn't stop that day. Christians, sadly, are notorious from discouraging people from calling out to Jesus. <clears throat> Everybody contributes to the potluck dinner, also known as dinner on the grounds or covered dish dinner, depending on where in the country you live. So that all those who are already in the church can have a nice social how many of the same are involved in soup kitchens, homeless shelters, nursing home ministries, prison ministries, and other specialty ministries to assist those who are in need of healing in order to heal from their disorders? Now, in light of that list, I wish to make a note of how pleasing it is that our Daughters of the Holy Cross are leading the way in the nursing home ministry. But there's still lots of work to be done by everyone who claims to be a Christian. Make no mistake, 
Anything we do to dissuade a person from connecting with Jesus is in need of rebuke. Blind Bartimaeus, however, was not dissuaded. He called out all the more, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. He serves as an example to all people in need. Never stop crying out. Never be dissuaded. Never give up. Never give up on God or yourself. And that is for all people in need. Not just those outside the church. Because people, even after being redeemed by Christ, are still under constant attack by Satan and his demons. They find some form of unprotected part of our lives and worm their way in, causing needs and problems for each of us as much as anyone else. We must make it a habit to cry out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And then listen. The next thing our gospel tells us is that Jesus called for Bartimaeus. He heard that call. He heard the call even though others were trying to dissuade him because he persisted. So Jesus heard the call and called for Bartimaeus to come. And the people responded, take heart, get up. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling all of us. Question is how to respond. Bartimaeus threw off his cloak and went to Jesus. He threw off his most valuable possession. The person who's homeless does not get rid of the source of warmth. A person who is homeless does not get rid of the one thing which contains what little wealth has been gathered by begging. That cloak spread around Bartimaeus, would have been where people dropped their coins for him to gather to himself. A person who is blind does not leave behind possessions in the midst of a large crowd and thereby risk never finding them back again. Jesus is calling you. Responding to that call means being willing to leave behind what you currently think are your most important possessions and priorities. Do we choose a redeemed life or do we choose dysfunction and despair leading to death? Jesus said to Bartimaeus, what do you want? What should I do for you? And here it is. This is the make or break point. Remember, Bartimaeus was making his living by being broken. If he was suddenly healed, his livelihood would be at risk. His livelihood would be eliminated. Today, many people make their living by being broken. Physically, mentally, emotionally, by clinging to identity as a victim class and the accompanying victimhood politics. People all across the United States and around the world make their living by being broken. Jesus asked Bartimaeus, much like he asked the man by the pool of Bethesda who was also making his living off of being broken, What would you have for me do for you? Do you really want to be healed? Is what he's asking. If you say yes, if you want to see, if you want to be made whole, if you want to be healed, your whole life is going to change. Bartimaeus asks for his sight. Yes, Lord, I want to be healed. I give up 
my past life in order to see clearly through the eyes you will give me? Are you willing to cooperate with God's grace and be made a new creature in Him? Too many say no. They will cling to their brokenness all the while knowing that it is inadequate, it leaves them empty, and it leads them into worse problems. But for some reason they have security in the brokenness. And they're not willing to trust the healing. Some are too scared. Some are too stubborn. All who refuse reject God's grace. And God allows them to, at their own choosing, remain in their brokenness. But that does not describe blind Bartimaeus, who cried out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when asked, pleaded for his sight. Jesus healed Bartimaeus. Jesus restored his sight. Jesus made him whole. Because Jesus wants to heal, Jesus can heal, Jesus will heal all those who call out to him and cooperate with his grace. Then Bartimaeus left his former life and followed Jesus. We're not healed to go back to brokenness. We are not delivered to return from whence we were delivered. We are not made whole in order to go out and make new holes in ourselves. And cooperating with God's grace, which heals, means cooperating with the grace to abide in, to remain in, the healing. Jesus tells us to abide in Him and He will abide in us. Following Jesus means leaving the past behind and all of the self-destructive behaviors that the past holds. As we come to the end, the question is, where in the story are you? Are you crying out to Jesus? Are you getting in the way of those calling out to Jesus? And if that's the case, you need to stop now. Fix that. Are you hearing his call? Take heart. Jesus is calling you. Are you deciding how to respond? Are you following faithfully? Or are you remaining where you are? Over the course of life, we're each going to be in these various roles at different times and different positions for whatever reasons. Less important than where you are is what you're doing about it. Learn from Bartimaeus. When in need, call out. Do not get in the way of another. And do not be discouraged by those who get in your way. And listen to Christ's response. Take heart. Jesus is calling you. Leave the brokenness behind. Be healed and follow him. Amen. <laughs>